Thanks for the invite. Um, I'm going to talk about facts first of all because, because I'm a journalist and then we'll have lots of opinions later on. Let's talk about the, um, the number of people who've been arrested. You know, let's, uh, uh, as of last week, something like between 97 and 100 people have been arrested. They're not, they're not all unique arrests. Some, you know, some people have been arrested for more than one thing. The, the, the matter running three operations. Op Operation Wheaton on phone hacking. And of course, of course, the justice arrested 26 so far. Six of them were journalists, eight have been charged, and three have been put on notice of charge. And the trials have been set for that for October 2013. So that, that's the ma main phone hacking investigation. Operation Elberdon, which is on police press relations and possible corrupt practices, they've arrested 45 people so far, 22 of them journalists, uh, prison officers, policemen, army people, uh, serious numbers. And Operation Toledo, which is about uh, computer hacking, that's arrested 17 to date, and eight of them are journalists. So you're talking about quite a lot of people who, who've had their collar felt. To, uh, when you hear about freedom, just, just, just think about those numbers. Um, Three, three people have been arrested in Scotland and charged with perjury in relation to the Tommy Sheridan case. And with, with, with some irony, the Tommy Sheridan case was about perjury. Uh, and, and Andy Coulson is alleged to have perjured himself in a case about perjury. Uh, him and the Scottish editor's son and somebody else have been arrested. Rebecca Brooks, who was the chief executive of News International, and five others, including her husband Charlie, who are locals uh, here, who the Chip and Norton locals, they've been charged with conspiracy for course of justice. And it is alleged that the court, case hasn't come to court yet. It involved her, her chauffeur, her, her PA, and so on. It is alleged that they, they dug a hole in, in the garden trying to hide uh, the hard drive. Is that true? I don't know. It hasn't yet been, been tested in court. So how many of these people ultimately be charged? Somewhere between 30 and 50. And how many of them will be convicted? Probably between 10 and 15. And how many of them will get sent to jail? Quite, quite a lot. There will be some fairly prominent names sent to jail you know, by, by the next election. The, the, the bettings on, on Rebecca Brooks and Annie Coulson get in some form custodial sentence and others maybe not. So that's the background to it all. You know? So when you hear the words freedom, morality and so on, look at the number of arrests. And this is a metropolitan police who've um, took rather a long time to get around to investigating this. You, if, you, if, you, if you're like me and, and John, Professors Leveson studies, you'll know the Metropolitan Police had nine bin bags full of, of evidence which they, they neglected to open. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Yates did several years ago and then because of the Guardian they were forced to open up the inquiry. But, uh, one third of the journalists on the Sun have been lifted, had their collar felt. One third of the newsroom. And some of them have been translated collar felt. Sorry, they've, had, they've, they've been the taken by the police. Uh, and it said some, some, some of them spending Friday nights in London hotels because the police always turn up on early Saturday morning. <laughs> so, so, so they don't go home on Friday night. Um, uh, I mean, is, 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 the news of the world has been closed down. So you've got um, yeah, a substantial, substantial background of uh, alleged illegality because nobody has yet been convicted. But there are a lot of people who are going to face the courts and it's going to go on and on and on. Leveson is about to report, I mean, the best guess is about 26th, 27th of November because apparently he has to be in Australia by 6th of December so one assumes he'll report, take the flak and then go. Uh, he has spent a year investigating and a year of, of, of open, uh, uh, open evidence. If you want to see a British justice in action, go to the Leveson Inquiry website, levesoninquiry.org. All the evidence is there on video, it's all there, all transcribed, everything is there. So if you want, you want to see British evidence in their glory, 
you'll, you'll see them all there. Um, there's, there's a huge battle going on over Leveson. You don't, you, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to work it out. And uh, later on, I'll show you a thing called the Free Speech Network. Uh, hopefully, you'll find it. That was established last week, the Free Speech Network. It was established by um, a professor at Kent, uh, Tim Luckhurst, who's best described as a controversialist, I suppose, former editor of the Scotsman for a brief while, and Mick Hume, who's a former editor of Marxism Today, if I'm correct. No, uh, the Revolutionary Communist Group. Yes. Um, Nobody, oh, yes. Marxism, yeah. They're totally anti regulation. But it, when we get to their website, you'll see that if you look at page two for their sponsors, it's all the newspapers, all, all, all of the organizations who, who, who you would expect to be against uh, regulation. So it's totally a front organization. There are, these people are Leveson deniers. There are people who, who wish Leveson had never happened. They really do. They talk about the Leveson three-ring circus and that, that nonsense has been going on in the Strand. And what they did with Leveson is at first, because uh, it was announced in haste by David Cameron after the Millie Dowler revelations in the Guardian, which turned out to be not totally accurate, he announced in, in haste and found Leveson and appointed him. Uh, and Leveson had a series of seminars last uh, October or November at the Queen, Queen Elizabeth um, Conference Centre in London. And the, the tabloid uh, editors, uh, and indeed Paul Dacre, turned up and basically insulted him. They turned, uh, Kelvin McKenzie, who was editor of the Sun for 16 years, turned up and, and, and gave it, uh, said to Lord Leveson, said, what sort of a judge are you? You couldn't even get Ken Dodd convicted of tax dodging, because he was, he, he was a prosecution solicitor in the Ken Dodd case. You know, not designed to get Leveson on his side. And, and, and Paul Dacre turned up and equally insulted Leveson. This is in before before the court the courtiers. Then they went into in, into the Strand and into proper hearings under oath, and they became suddenly a little bit more circumspect. But um, they they all had to give evidence because establishing the inquiries that they were called, they have to turn up and have to give evidence under oath. The prime minister gave evidence for an entire day under oath. Uh, but believe me, he probably spent two days preparing for that. Yes. Do you know why he was chosen? That was. Do you know why he, rather than Judge X, Y, and Z? I, I, I think he was, he was chosen by Gus O'Donnell. I don't know why, though. Um, um, but, uh, <coughs> there, was, there was a sea change. The government uh, kept putting up witnesses, and, and uh, Leveson's counsel kept tripping them up. Uh, Je um, Jeremy Hunt had a particularly uncomfortable time. And then all of a sudden, the government became what was called core participants in Leveson. So they were allowed to see the evidence in advance of everybody else. And suddenly they, they changed and they became much better. And I said that Cameron appeared for an entire day, and I bet he spent two days preparing for it. He, he was as smooth as butter, absolutely smooth, because he had to ask every question. Um, and the people like Michael Gove, who's the, government, the Secretary of State for Education, who turned up and was very aggressive left and said this is have a chilling effect on, on journalism. But uh, if you want to read the, the modern uh, tabloid mind, Go and read the transcripts of Leveson. Go and read the first man, Paul McMullen, who, all right, is a comic character. He's a former feature, feature assistant, feature editor of the News of the World, who now runs a pub in Dover. But just go and read or listen to him, because he, he is a caricature of a, of a tabloid journalist, but there's an element of truth to everything he says. I mean, I, I, if I give you a sample of what he said, he said, uh, privacy, that's for paedophiles. Anybody who wants privacy is a paedophile. Go, go, go look at the evidence of, of Richard Desmond, who owns the Daily Star and the Daily Express, 
and is an alleged porn king, we better say here, alleged porn publisher, when he's asked what ethics is, he doesn't know. He just can't spell it. I don't understand what you mean by ethics. This is proprietor of, of, of three, big, three big papers. But uh, so they all appear, they're all, they're all there, and the evidence contradicts at times. If, if you, if, uh, Piers Morgan did, uh, gave his evidence down the line from New York, uh, Piers Morgan is suspected, we have to be careful here, of hacking the phone of Sven Goran Eriksson and um, Ulrika Johnson, who was his then mistress, um, to get a story. And Sven Eriksson, um, Piers Morgan denied it absolutely. And then Jeremy Paxman appeared and said he remembered going to lunch with, 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 with Piers Morgan. And Piers Morgan told him exactly how to do it and how he'd done it. So you believe one, you believe the other. You believe either believe Paxman or, or Piers Morgan. I know which one I do. And as you see, that's starting to come out a bit now. And the the mirror, the Trinity Mirror share price dropped twelve percent last week. Once there was some suits, so people are hoping he's going to go away. Left him, he's not. He, he will, his report will change British journalism forever. And British journalism knows that. So they're lining up. There's an artillery lining up to attack him. It's already started. It really has already started uh, because it's the biggest crisis facing British journalism probably ever. John may disagree with me. Uh, it's lost its audience, essentially, with British papers. Uh, those of you who were there last Friday with uh, Sue Douglas's, uh, what I thought was a bit la-la land, uh, the thing about news of the world. Sunday papers, the people is down 45% in a year. The Daily Star uh, on a Sunday, 42%. The Sunday Mirror, 41%. And the Daily Papers, the Daily Star, 30% down. The Sun, 10% down. The Mirror, 7.3% down. All the papers are losing circulation like autumn leaves. And the local papers are absolutely free for. They've lost 30% in five years, and there's no signs of them doing, uh, gain, regain or even stabilize they are They are in free fall. And now they started to, to consolidate, probably in the wrong direction. The papers have lost all their influence in terms of news. The, the news is now done by TV. Uh, by the time you get reached the paper the next day, it's old news. Uh, and if you go into the uh, average newsroom, you'll notice they'll inspire the BBC on, because that's where they're getting the news from. And they'll have, they'll have a camera pointed, pointed at that, because that's where they get the pictures from as well. See, wh why bother the foreign correspondents when you can just take a picture off the television? And it happens, I'm afraid, in too many newsrooms. Um, they, they've lost money in staff. E even the best papers, The Guardian, lost £73 million last year between the Guardian and the 73 million. figure seems to be in dispute. You know, that's a lot of money, and that's kept afloat by Auto Trader, which sells, buys and sells cars, and a dating website. Um, so they're all losing money, they're losing circulation. Uh, ownership is probably no longer a way to influence politics. Uh, once murder has been brought out in the open, which he was very much so at, at, uh, at uh, Leveson, because you know, Burke said, oh no, I don't influence any politicians, but they, they always seem to want to cultivate me. And then <coughs> Andrew Neal, who was one of his, his main editors, turned up and said, no, I'm sorry, he's being disingenuous. It's exactly what he does want to do. Um, so the British papers are now owned by an incredible sort of potpourri of, of people. You've got Russian <coughs> oligarchs in Lebedev, You've got an alleged porn king in, in Desmond. You've got reclusive billionaires in the Barclays. Struggling PLC, the Trinity Mirror, which, which has just got rid of the chief executive and got a new one. Or um, 
group of Murdoch, who controls some is it 35% of the British newspaper circulation? Murdoch, it was 41% at one point. And there's only one paper that comes out smelling of roses and the quality, quality and that's uh, John's FT, and that's because it knows its market. And in, in the mid-market, the Daily Mail knows its market very well. Whatever happens in the world, house prices will be affected and they will make sure that, 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 that their audience knows that. And the Mail, mail Online is a rip-roaring success. It's uh, 105 million hits worldwide in August, August this year. 105 million. It's the biggest English language website in the world. We're growing 100% a year. I, I'm not a... I'm not a... I don't go to, but I'm told that the right-hand column is, is it doubles up as sort of mildly soft porn. I you, you judge for yourself. So, how did they get to this? Well, how, did, how did all the red tops get to this? Well, they walked into it. They, they, they were corner-cutting, and uh, uh, alleged criminality in the last two decades. I mean, in the news of the world, apparently, they used to, uh, editorial regions, talk about phone hacking, and the editor would say, no, 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 let's talk about that privately afterwards. You can't talk about in the open conference, let's talk about afterwards. So the, the defense that was Rod Road Reporter soon became a whole road newsroom and Murdoch closed it down. You know, Clive Goodman wasn't a road reporter, Clive Goodman was doing what a lot of other people did. Uh, David Yelland, who is one of the few tabloid editors to come out of this uh, uh, with some of his honor intact, uh, came to Coventry where I was two years ago. And the man who was tapping the phones the footballer, Trigger, Mulcair, was paid 100,000 a year by News International to tap phones at one point. And I said to David Yellen, how do, you, how do you get away with that sort of money? He said, that sort of money would have to be sanctioned in deep carpet land in News International. Deep carpet land, up, upstairs in the, in the executive suite. You can't pay somebody 100,000 a year and hide it. You can't be doing you know, a drink here, a drink there. And the figures have been astonishing. Uh, I think by favourite levels at the moment was a very senior policewoman, DAC Ackers, Detective Assistant Commissioner Ackers, appearing on a Monday morning at Leveson. Uh, she turned up with a silly hat, she took it off. She was in charge of Leveson Inquiry. And she sat there very calmly and said, we are investigating payments of £150,000, £80,000 from newspapers to, to informants. You know, that's, it blows your mind when you hear those, those sort of figures. You know, how do you sign expenses chip for that? Uh, the thing that blew it all apart was the Millie Dowler affair, where, where the Guardian, who dove and dove and dove, and if you want to see good journalism, uh, follow Nick Davis, because he, he, he didn't give up. He was a complete terrier. He, he was told there was no story to it. The police, the Metropolitan Police Commissioner, turned up at the Guardian, had lunch, and said, No story here. Don't know what you guys are doing. Uh, but he dug and he dug and he dug. And lo and behold, somebody told him about Millie Dowler, who was a schoolgirl in Surbiton or Weybridge, who, who was uh, disappeared, who ultimately turned out to be, to be murdered. Uh, the, the, the news of the world hacked her phone. They got her phone and hacked it. The Guardian alleged that they'd actually, uh, uh, by, by taking off all of the uh, saved messages, so, so that people could leave messages, that didn't, I don't think that's true, but there's some, some doubt about that. But there was such sort of revulsion that this girl was killed they were hacking her phone I mean if you want horror hacking stories uh, um, uh, Rebecca Brooks who was the editor of the News of the World ran a, ran a campaign an anti, uh, a Sarah's Law campaign which was about paedophilia was yeah. there? Uh, it was this girl uh, her mother, this girl who had been uh, killed I think, her mother ran a campaign uh, for um, against paedophiles 
Rebecca Brooks gave her a mobile phone and allegedly hacked it. So the phone she was given by the News of the World was hacked. I mean, it, it, it was boggles. It was boggles. So the tabloid mindset in the last 20 years has become incredibly, incredibly warped. You know, anything goes. They're all fair game. So the strange tribe came out in the open, Levison. So if you want to understand the British tabloid mentality, dip, in, dip into the Levison evidence because they're given evidence under oath, they're being questioned, and, and they're having to, 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 to account for themselves. Uh, and if you want a, a bit of drama, just look at Robert Jay, who, who's Levison's counsel, where he did it. Levison didn't operate alone, by the way. He has a group of people who are called assessors, seven assessors, are they called? Yes, a seven panel seven of assessors, uh, who uh, are distinguished former journalists, or, or, uh, uh, and, uh, but not, not one of the tabloid journalists, which, which is probably, was probably a mistake, ground for attack. But they've unpeeled the onion bit by bit by bit. Daniel Levison hasn't actually said what he's going to say. You raise the eyebrows, you can tell roughly what he's going to say. But my guess it'll be uh, PCC dead. Goodbye, dead in the water, and some form of self regulation underpinned by, some, by a dab, by a dab of, of legislation. And why not? Judges do it, TV does it, uh, lawyers do it, the advertising industry does it. Where, where's the freedom? Uh, the, the reporters say it's during a few weeks' time, and uh, the, the perfect storm, will, there will be uh, one huge row, because the artillery has all been lined up, really is, uh, ready for, ready for Leveson. If you want to read about that, Brian Cathcart, who I don't always think makes ultimate sense, wrote a good piece in the Guardian comment section this week. And hopefully I might be able to find his free, free speech network in a minute. But the other thing I, I do need to mention is that um, uh, for those of you who like, who like uh, 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 film stars, Hugh Grant is doing a session for me in Hartford College on the 18th of November with uh, Will Hutton and with um, Helena Kennedy and a former tabloid editor. There are just six tickets left on Eventbrite. It's um, proved to be very popular on a Sunday afternoon. That's... Um, over to questions from now. I'll try and find the three speech network if I can. Over to you. Many thanks.